This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station Plains FM 96.9 and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time to be taken on a journey on the DJ Mac Travel Show, only on Plains FM. Hello everyone and welcome to today's show. I have two people that I know from the Garden City Model Railway Club. The first person is Chris Patalano and also Helen Shorthouse. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hey Douglas. Hello. And we've got them in today because they've got a got into a number of shows with um, Chris and Helen but the, we're going to sort of start at the end of what was a major, what was about 18 months wasn't it so far and then yep. it's sort of... Um, it's come to an abrupt end um, in Italy. Let's just talk a little bit about that. So originally the plan was you left New Zealand. When was that? What date was the sort of the time you left? Left New Zealand in January 2018. Basically the idea was that you were going to, you, you put the house into storage, rented it out and Yep, we put all our possessions into a storage unit, rented our house out and then headed off overseas for we said between one and three years but we thought we'd probably do one to two years traveling and then one to two years voluntary service overseas right. so first stop was India. You you were both working in Christchurch here before you yep. left? So yeah I'm a teacher here at Hagley. Right. You were a teacher I was. actually. <laughs> Even signed girls school right now. Okay cool. And how long? Uh, yeah so I was working for Christchurch NZ the economic development agency and city promotion agency and then I did some contracting just before leaving okay um, so yeah we were both both working full-time permanent jobs that we gave up right to go traveling so um, we were in India and uh, in about this time last year actually my dad became ill in the UK so um, we actually went back to the UK unexpectedly right. um, he unfortunately then died but uh, it meant that we decided to do some of our travels in reverse so we thought we would do Europe um, in a camper van yep. um, although unfortunately by the time we hit Europe it was winter but the camper van was had insulation and heating. Yeah, so our, our um, original plan was to go from India um, through to Tibet, China, Mongolia, through to Russia, then Europe. Right. Uh, but the um, but Helen's dad obviously not being very well. We then flew to the UK, and then we were going to do that trip in reverse after doing some of Europe in a camper van. Yeah. Right, and then you travelled um, through the UK, and then sort of headed up to Scotland didn't yeah you? we did a few trips up in uh, a few day trips away just to get used to it and then we took a trip to Scotland uh, in the winter and did the NC 500 which is the North Coast 500 following the coast all the way around okay. uh, and then after that then we um, around about Christmas time uh, went to France and into Europe Okay. We were looking for some warmth by that stage. By that stage. <laughs> so is that up through the Isle of Skye that way? Uh, around around Skye. We did go to Skye, Skye yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And up through to... In yeah, right to um, the top, past in, uh, Inverness Ness. and up to John O'Groats. Right. And then across the top and then through all the lochs. And yeah, it was absolutely yeah, stunning, actually. Yeah. And because it was out of season, it was 
there was not many people Empty. around. Yeah, it was lovely. Yeah, wildlife was amazing. Deer all over the place. I've never yeah. seen so many deer. And so what month was that? This November, I think. November, it, December, it, yeah. 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 Okay. Very cold up there. Lots of snow. Cool. And it was quite warm in the camper? I guess it was... The camper van had a, a diesel heater, oh, uh, yeah. which was amazing, and cool. hot water shower, uh, an oven, yep. and um, yeah, it was it was well catered. Yeah, it had good insulation as well. Yeah. Okay. The only challenge was that it, the engine didn't like the cold, did it? So when we were in Aviemore, the oh, engine, did, we occasionally needed to kick start the heater, so we needed the engine to start, and the engine didn't start one morning. Yeah. So oh, okay. It needed new, new glow plugs. So we sorted that oh, one okay. out. And so then you travelled down the east coast of the UK back towards London and then travelled across from there. That's that right, yeah, yep. across on the ferry uh, into, into France, yeah. yep. um, straight through Belgium. And we were meeting some friends and relatives in Germany, so we spent a, a, a week or so in Germany. And then we wanted some heat, so we ended up um, shooting through Luxembourg um, down into France and going and getting some, getting some uh, winter sun. Right. That's what we tried to do anyway. Okay. So we yeah. made it to a place called Orange or Orange. Orange. <laughs> okay. Uh, in France for Christmas Day. Yeah. Um, and uh, there was a Arc de Triomphe in the middle of the roundabout. There was. Yeah. And um, and then after that we went to Saint Tropez. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in Saint Tropez. Um, okay. On the coast. Yeah. And the temperature had increased quite dramatically. Was it like a about 20 degrees by that stage sort of you would think you would think that wouldn't you but it wasn't no. <laughs> no. it was probably late teens wasn't yeah it, it was yeah. late teens and uh, I got in the water once and I didn't go back in again it was <laughs> okay <laughs> alright in fairness I think that was actually the warmest we had in the entire time we were away though but we didn't know it at the time because we were going further south we thought it would be warmer but yeah, it didn't it didn't <laughs> Okay. Um, and then we went to, to Italy, and yep. um, uh, you said my name very well earlier on, Patalano. So yep. we went down to Naples, and um, off Naples is an island called Ischia, and that is where my family name comes from. Okay. So I've never been before. I've never met a Patalano that's not uh, my family. Right. And we met so many Patalanos, you just wouldn't believe. That's another story in itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was that was pretty cool seeing all those people and. Uh, and very friendly, friendly people. So then we um, went uh, up north again and um, uh, met my family for a week skiing in France. Ah, yes. And that was just at the start of when COVID mm. was sort of rearing its head. So that's in our minds, yeah. actually, in fairness. So that yeah. was in February, wasn't it? It was when it was really, most people's awareness was that it was in China. Right. Um, and I don't think even we were aware of anything other than it being in China at that stage. That's right, yeah. Okay. So yeah. we'd essentially left the camper van in Turin and we'd parked it up and then we'd got a bus over the Alps to go to France right. to go skiing because um, okay. we thought the camper van might not make it if it was snowy. Yep, okay. Um, and so we had a really great week skiing with Chris's mum and dad and his sister and brother-in-law and then came back to Turin to pick up the camper van and that's probably where the covid story picks up really isn't it yeah so turin is in northern is italy northern yeah italy. so it's yep. um i think lombardy and how yeah. far like how far away is it from milan for example which is sort of it's not that far away center. i couldn't tell you exactly but it's kind of like it's another big city along that northern corridor of yeah. italy yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. It's, i think it's probably about two hours away yeah okay. big city 10 million i think yes milan yeah yeah, yeah. did you any shopping there 
Oh, we actually didn't stop. No, we didn't stop. Other didn't than stop. for coffee and cake, which oh. was a story of our travels, really. Oh, no, yes. <laughs> so, like, you were, try the cake and the coffee at any uh, place? Yeah, in Italy, I think we basically ate and yeah. drank our way around yeah. Italy, really. Uh, yeah. They did amazing cakes. And so then you travelled from there through to Milan and... Turin. Turin, sorry. Yeah. And yeah. then from Turin to Milan and then where... No. So we, no. were, we were going down to, <laughs> to Venice to meet a friend of ours. So okay. um, so Brian, our friend, was coming over from just to meet us yep. and go to Venice. I'd never been to Venice before okay. and uh, we were just going to go for a, uh, a wee bit of a little holiday, you know, a little break. So we were going to have the weekend with him. Yep. And, um, yeah, we... So we travelled from, so it was Turin that the Turin. camper van was and we picked up the camper van and essentially we're going to drive and it was going to take us about a day and a half, I think, to get to Venice. Okay. Um, so we drove and at that stage, I think Italy had had one city go into lockdown um, and as we were driving along, I kind of spotted a sign and said, oh, look, that's the city that's gone into lockdown okay. as we drove past the sign and didn't think anything else of it. And then we camped overnight that night in just a lay-by down a lane, didn't okay. see anybody. Um, because you're basically self-contained. We were self-contained, yes, yeah, 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 so we were pretty so. pretty lucky. And then we woke up the next morning and as we were just pulling away, I was looking at the news. Okay, and, so the um, next... And then it... Italy had announced 11 towns and cities had gone into lockdown okay. overnight and we realised we'd actually been about 15 kilometres away from from those. some of those cities. So basically we were travelling through Lombardy, okay. um, and then which was where I think 10 out of those towns were and then there was one in the Venetian um, region as well, but not Venice. And so when it came to getting the news, and how were you getting English? And, uh, and we'd uh, got phone cards from the UK, um, okay. which gave us um, uh, unlimited um, internet. Yep. And so we were downloading BBC stuff. That okay. type of stuff you know? yeah, yeah, so I think it was um, the BBC World. news um, website and yep. also um, the Guardian news okay. app. So, um, right. But I think that was one of the challenges for us was... Um, if I think back to that time, we, we knew that 11 towns and cities had been locked down in the region we were in, but we actually didn't know which ones they were. And it was like as we were travelling during that day You'd that I was kind of signs. identifying where... Well, I didn't know that where they were, and it wasn't yep. until later that you got the information as to where it was that we were able to go, oh, right, that was where... And did it appear to have reduced traffic on the roads that you were on? Or I suppose you didn't have any idea didn't to compare really know, did other we? days. No, I, I, I would say it was just, it was just normal, just, just another normal. normal day, you know. Yeah, Because yeah. we almost expected, because we'd seen a couple of photographs online and we'd almost expected that, gosh, we could be driving into it and we didn't want to get caught up in it. But yeah. we didn't really know what where anything was. We just kind of knew it was vaguely in this area. And then when then when I eventually found the information we realised how close we'd actually been to it and we were quite pleased that we'd managed to get away. And so we were meeting our friend and um, I think we spoke to him before he flew and he'd had cancer a few years ago. So we'd actually said to him, are you sure you want to come? Yeah. And he did. So <laughs> he flew from, from London and to Venice yeah. and yep. you picked him up. We and picked him up, yeah. yeah. And, and we'd all been excited about seeing the Venice Carnival because we were going to be there for the last few days of the Venice Carnival, which yep. is like an amazing, or supposedly an amazing, amazing. site, yep. massive carnival events in the streets, events in, you know, parties and everything. Um, and that got cancelled that day. Um, so we were going knowing yep. that that wasn't going to be. Yeah. So we picked up Brian from the airport um and that was quite confronting because I went into the airport to pick him up and suddenly I realised everybody was walking around with 
masks, masks on. on and that was really the first time we'd actually seen um, yeah, the, the impact effect, uh, yeah and um and he got given he got his um temperature scanned as he came through and got given a a flyer that said you know here's what to do if you feel you know you've got cold symptoms or whatever yeah yeah um so that was a bit odd and i think he was like oh what have i done (laughs) yes flowing into the zone of some sort so we went to um we we had a chat and uh we just thought oh we're just going to enjoy it now for a couple of days yeah so we did yeah Yeah. we had a great time so the Obviously, the the tourists, the the, the carnival was can- cancelled. So, yeah. but there were still people sort of had it arrived like yourself. So they had masks and yeah. there was a little bit of atmosphere, but not as obviously yeah. as great. Yeah, as so it you could be. see where all the stalls and things had been closed down, and the stages and everything that were out in the streets, they kind of boarded them up, and they were obviously in the process of dismantling everything. Yeah. And then it was like there was a load of people all dressed up and nowhere to go, I'd say, because there was lots of people who'd obviously got there, hired amazing outfits and, you know, these huge um, masks and, you know, big ball dresses. and very big hair. Like 19, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like 17th century kind of... Amadeus. Yeah, Yeah, exactly like that. And there was, so there was groups of those people walking around. Yeah. and then almost looking sorry for themselves because they probably were supposed to be at a party but we were enjoying seeing them and yeah. at that stage nobody was talking there was nothing in the media and there was certainly nothing on Brian's brochure that said about social. washing hands or social distancing or anything like that and yeah. we didn't think anything about it we just went oh it's amazing we've yeah. got Venice and it's quiet it's and it's a, a shame the carnival's not on but we're seeing a different senior. side of it yeah. and the gondolas were empty normally at that time of year, I think they would have been absolutely heaving, but there were yeah. people standing around just waiting mm. for tourists. Yeah, and the news started to get more severe then. Right. So towards our weekend in in, it, in, uh, in Venice, we then decided that uh, maybe we should get out. Yep. And um, we were just going to decide what to do, so we sat down and uh, and had a last coffee, and we were like, we really need, don't want to get stuck in Venice. Yeah. and be one of the, in one of these places that gets locked down. Yeah, yeah, because we, uh, we were quite concerned that Venice was going to get locked in, and you know, not knowing how these lock-ins worked, we were kind of worried that you kind of walk to walk to uh, your van, try and drive away, and people would stop you. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. we were in a campground um, anyway that had, uh, I think there was two other camper vans there, and the lady on reception said they normally were fully booked. Right. So you could see what kind of impact it was, it was already, already. Have, yeah. having. Um, okay. Yeah, so we sat down and we literally sat with a map in front of us, didn't we? Going, how do we get out of here? Yeah. What do we? We knew we needed to actually move from Venice. It was kind of feeling like the first couple of days was a good laugh, and the second and third day we seemed like this is not a good idea yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we were debating whether to go into France. So basically go from Venice back up through to Milan yeah. and yeah. into France and yeah. then back to the UK. Well, but possibly, because we didn't know what was happening. That was the, the thing. It's like now we look back on it like this, that it's it's easy to understand what you could have done then. Yeah. But you just didn't know how this thing was going to spread. It was a brand new thing. Yeah. And Hindsight. We didn't, is yeah. Mm. We didn't, we didn't want to um, give up uh, travel as well. Yeah. So we were thinking, do we go left and into France and possibly then go back up to the UK if we have to? Or do we carry on our trip right. and just see what happens to this thing? Our yeah. original plan was to go down into Slovenia, cro- travelled through Croatia, oh, sure. right down to Greece, and then kind of loop back up again. So we'd have probably still been there just about now. Right. Um, and that was, to be honest with you, that was really where I was angling because I was still in 
denial at that stage. This is not going to be, yes. It's going to be in Italy. It will stay in Italy. Um, The place is locked down and it shouldn't escape. And it won't won't (laughs) affect my holiday. (laughs) (laughs) But it did. So at that that point, what was the... So we dropped Brian at the airport. Airport. Early yeah. went went to the supermarket, stocked up on some food in case we got locked somewhere. Yep, and uh, and then we drove like the wind to Slovenia. Slovenia's got a tiny slither of coastline that literally you could travel across in about an hour and a half. I think yeah, it's like fifty k of yeah, coastline. It's tiny, it? right? Yeah. We, and we felt it honestly felt like we were running away from something. It really felt like there was a physical need to, to escape. escape. Yeah, and then we got over the border. Uh, yeah, at night, and at uh, night. and there was there was no border control, and it was as if Italy just didn't exist. He just went in, crossed into a new country, Trend. and it was just something new. Yeah, and no, there was nobody there to to look and. And what was the status there? They weren't in lockdown or nope. anything. No, nothing at all. Nothing. No. no. Okay. It was so. It was almost like. So is that at that point? Did you think, oh well, maybe we'll just keep with the plan and keep going? We'll go down to Greece now. Well, that's, that's exactly what happened. So we, yeah. we then, uh, you know, we spent a bit of time in Slovenia and did some, you know, some touring around, looking at sites and... Uh, Ate more cakes, drank more coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hired some bikes and that type of thing. Yep. Um, and then eventually we you know, moved down to Croatia. Okay. And Croatia has a policy where camper vans aren't allowed to to um, camp overnight f- for free. You have to be in a campsite. You can't freedom yep. camp. Okay. You can't freedom yeah. camp, yeah. It's um, something they should do here, really, in New Zealand. Well, that's yeah, a different yeah. conversation, Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, so we spent a few days in Croatia, which was which was lovely, and the news was getting worse and worse again. We uh, were, so that specifically meant that numbers were increasing in Italy, didn't it? Yeah. And various other countries were talking about shutting their borders down. Yeah, and I think they did shut the borders then with Slovenia, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they shut the borders of Slovenia. And then about two days after we'd gone into Croatia, Croatia announced that anybody coming in new had to go into 14 days days, um, isolation, much the same as here. So it was chasing you, basically. So it felt like it was chasing us. And we felt, um, because of the the camping issue, and because it was winter and the campsites weren't open, we couldn't... um, we couldn't sustain ourselves there because okay. uh, in a camper van you need to take on fresh water you need yes. to get rid of your um, toilet waste and that type of thing and if you don't have anywhere to do that it then becomes really difficult yeah yeah and you could probably be fined could you just well not yeah probably yes, I, mean, so. yeah. I mean yeah. we did freedom camp because there wasn't any options the campsites didn't open until um april i think it was and so we originally decided to go back to slovenia because um okay. we would wait out until the campsites were open but then that, from Slovenia, it was then more news, more things weren't going right, and then yeah. we decided, right, we need to head home, or home being well, we the home base is the UK. Yeah, so again, we uh, we thought we were going to stay in Slovenia, and we, again, bought up a whole pile of food to sustain us for about We decided a month. A month? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, yeah. 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 Um, and uh, the day we decided we were going to stay, because we were umming and ahhing for ages, uh, we went to a market and um, there was a bit of an incident with a with a market trader, and he wouldn't sell us any food, okay. and got a bit antsy with us, knowing that we're foreigners. Yep. And then we thought, if this turns sour, we then can't survive in a foreign country like this. Yep. So that night we jumped in the van, and we needed to get across the border uh, into Germany. Yep. Um, yeah. So we went to Slovenia. Austria, 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 Germany, Germany. that night. Yep. And then the next day, 
and then we were going to go into France and then up through France but we had a friend texted us and said French border controls are being um, tightened so we decided to carry on through Germany and as we were doing that somebody else told us that Germany was closing their borders the next day so we were pretty pleased we were yeah. on the go on the go and yeah. then we went through um, Belgium and France to Calais as as the borders behind us were closing so there was then other those Austrian German borders all closed as well yeah so just in the nick of time, time. got into the UK yeah and then yeah. over to Dover yeah and, and then we went to sleep because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we were pretty high, highly strong by that stage weren't yeah. we yeah because that's quite a big drive that's a thousand huge. miles yeah, yeah so it was yeah. about 1500 kilometers that Chris did from four o'clock on the Saturday yeah. to 10 o'clock on the Sunday and he did all the driving yeah and we went through snow at one point, didn't we? That's All right, the reasons yeah. why we were trying not, not to go to over the Alps was because um, our van wasn't equipped for the, the snow. Snow, um, but anyway, the roads weren't too bad. But we did encounter we did encounter snow on the way back. And so that what well, what date are we sort of talking now? When you arrived in the UK, uh, mid March. Can't quite remember. It was the Sunday before the twenty first of March. Uh, so whatever that date is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there was a, there was a whole pile of stuff in the news then about New Zealand closing its borders and a lot and the American thing came up where they stopped the airplanes going to America oh, yep, yeah. yep. and so we were then deciding where do we really want to get locked in yeah and we want to come home I suppose yeah yeah uh, and that then we had the issue of what do we do with the van yes uh, we had some friends who said they would take the van and try and sell it for us afterwards but then when they thought about it in retrospect they realized they didn't want us near them because we've yes. each been through Europe Yes. <laughs> so so yeah, yeah. we were then ringing all these um, all these companies in the UK who say they'll buy your vehicle. You know, whichever vehicle we'll buy, we'll buy your vehicle. It turns out that's not true. No. <laughs> and we ended up finding a guy who would scrap it for us for one thousand pounds, which is about two thousand dollars. Yeah. It? Yeah. Yeah. And we'd bought it for like seven thousand pounds. Yeah. And, and spent that much mon- money on it. And eventually, Helen um, put a little local ad into the the village uh, where her mother lives. And somebody came around and uh, offered us double that, so we took it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't long after that that we then, um, so we booked flights and we couldn't go through the U.S. We were struggling with uh, transit passengers, so we didn't really know whether we could where we could go and if we could get a, a connecting flight. So then it became a, a logistics operation. Yeah. So yeah. then um, we got a flight back. Um, so Air New Zealand had said that their last flight was going to be on the Saturday, the 21st of March. Right. And so we were, by that stage, I think we'd got uh, sold the camper van on about the Tuesday or Wednesday. So we'd booked a flight for the Thursday. So we essentially managed to get out um, on the Thursday. So that's Thursday from Heathrow? From Heathrow, yeah. So Thursday, what's that, the 19th. Um, and then and we went via Singapore. Um, okay. And in the morning, just to add a little bit of stress... you can tell this one okay um (laughs) uh, so they're only taking new zealand citizens home okay and my new zealand passport i've got two passports a uk passport and a zealand passport hadn't looked at it for a while found out it wasn't valid didn't have six months on it so we tried to book we tried to check in online and the website wouldn't let us so then we decided needed to go quickly as we could to the airport with enough time to try and sort it out uh, got to the airport and um, it then it was then a, apparent that the the airport was just mayhem with queues of people everywhere 
and uh, lots of people in full PPE uh, in, ter- in terms of masks and um, hazmat, so hazmat suits. suits. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in fact one end of the airport was really quiet the end that was for Europe there was like nobody there yeah. and then the end where we were which was everybody going via Asia was absolutely heaving so um, we got moved around pillar to post a few times just um, you know we'll deal with you later sort of thing uh, yeah. we were so early. But that's yeah. Air New Zealand people uh, actually no, we booked no. in the end we booked through Air New Zealand but they booked us onto a Singapore Airlines flight okay um, right yeah yeah uh, and uh we they, they said you need to come back and speak to these people. You need to go. What was it? What was the the terminology? I can't traffic, remember. The traffic, traffic somebody or yeah. Yeah, and it said um, so. We tried a couple of times to um, um, put our bags on, and it wouldn't. They wouldn't let us board. Right. Uh, it, the, something came up on our um, on the Are screen. You an alert of some yeah, sort. Yeah. Yeah. Do not board these people. Right. <laughs> and so can imagine we, how stressy that was. We didn't <laughs> know whether that was because we'd been through um, Europe. Yeah. And our English passport and New Zealand exactly. passport were linked. Yep. Um, so we didn't know whether we were going to fly at all but eventually somebody did come round and she said you're going back to New Zealand you're going home yes and we went yes and she overrode that for us okay. and we managed to get through with the Singapore Airlines to yeah. Singapore yeah. and had a celebratory beer on the other side of customs yeah <laughs> 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 yeah okay and then Singapore to Christchurch yeah well yeah. We, we still weren't sure at Singapore because we weren't sure that they were taking transit passengers okay. um, uh, even though the, we'd got on the first part of the flight so we still didn't know we, we were still we a bit nervous weren't we until we right till we got on the plane yeah, the okay. other end yeah yeah right but we did go into Singapore airport and see the new waterfall that comes oh down. yeah the yeah, jewels the, the jewel, yeah. yeah that was pretty yeah. impressive yeah yeah, and there's a whole mall in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We just did the um, transit yep. um, train through, so yeah, we don't leave the airport. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically back to Christchurch, and then quickly find a place to live. Yeah, because our house was rented out. Yeah. so yeah. I've got not uh, to f- not to forget uh, New Zealand um, uh, immigration or not, not immigration. What do you call it? Customs. It's not customs when they uh, they didn't they weren't bothered about us and they were just bothered about our shoes and what mud we had on them. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh meth. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Got to love New Zealand. Yeah. We came back after all that time being highly stressed that we'd got COVID and actually they were more interested in our shoes and whether we had any honey. Foot and mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then basically the um, yeah. So we, we had um, we had alert. nowhere to live because we'd got our house rented out and we weren't obviously expected to be back. So I'd and put, New Zealand was in the lockdown already. Uh, no. no, so I'd put a call out to see if we could stay with somebody. If somebody had a space that was not in their house because we didn't want to, we were convinced that we may have COVID. Yeah. So we didn't want to um, put anybody else at risk. So I've got a friend who luckily has a lifestyle block with a an Airbnb unit on it. So we said. We'll um, we'd move there for two weeks but that was on Saturday the 21st of March and then about I think that was about the day when Jacinda announced that we were going into lockdown. to lockdown and so we quickly said uh, can we stay a little bit longer so they've been actually very amazing for us it's been a beautiful place to stay but yeah, um, yeah. okay all right well we've run out of time and we're going to have Chris and Helen back to talk about the whole journey also, Chris and Helen have a um, YouTube page that they'd be interested in people having a look at. Yeah, so we're uh, Global Gumboots. You can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Okay, so it's Global Gumboots. Global Gumboots, yeah. All right. Okay, thank you, everyone, and we'll, we'll be talking to Chris and Helen again soon. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for coming in. Thank 
If you like today's show and would like to hear it again, please go to plainsfm.org.nz and download the podcast by searching the DJ Mac Travel Show. If you would like more information and would like to talk to someone, maybe myself, then please call us on 0800 196633 and that's at Identity Tours here in Christchurch. Thank you and have a good week. Mm-hmm.